you know, maybe there are kids out there or young people out there that have the same kind of situation you did, born to Christian home but are kind of tired of church. I started hanging out with a crowd that was really, really bad. I mean, sex, drugs, rock and roll was all they cared about. And you will see, and you will understand, and you will comprehend, and I will be in the commanding seat, says the Spirit of God, leading you and guiding you. This is your hour. Expect, even in this day and in this hour, more than you've ever seen and known. Welcome to Miracles Today, and I have a very sweet young man with me on the show as my special guest, Brian. Brian, thank you for joining me on Miracles Today. You're welcome. And I want to go to, um, I thought what really stuck out when I, when I read your story was the fact that you were a Christian from a very young age, mm -hmm. and then you actually walked away from God. Can you tell me about that? Throughout my life, I never really... I never really did anything bad, you know, nothing really came to me as um, being wrong, you know, just basically I lived my life at home, everything was correct, as a Christian would put it. I never, um, I never did anything bad, I wasn't a bad kid, um, but once I went into high school, I had a pull in my spirit and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know, you know, if it was to be an actor or to be a marine biologist or just to live my life as a bum, you know, I didn't know. And so once and, I hit high and school... And how old are you now, babe? I'm 18. Ah. Yeah. When, when, I, when I was in high school, I, I was a good kid. You know, I didn't do anything bad throughout high school. My grades were good. I was an average, you know, student. I never failed classes. But um, my senior year, I, I started hanging out with a crowd that was really, really bad. I mean, sex, drugs, rock and roll was all they cared about. And um, so I started to go down the wrong path. I thought, well, maybe this is, you know, maybe this is where I need to go. Maybe this is what I need to do. And it wasn't. I mean, I got into drinking and I, t I set limits for myself. I said, I won't have sex. You know, I won't do drugs because of my schoolwork. And then a couple weeks later, I had tried pot a couple times and it just, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel any different. I just... So, so your Christianity, because I think this is really important, right? You're 18 years old, and you're a very focused young man right now. Mm -hmm. um, what was it about your Christian experience uh, that wasn't fulfilling? Can you explain that to me? Well, when I went to the different churches that I went to, because I had changed denominations and different churches because I moved around so much, I never felt any sort of connection with anything. You know, preachers would talk about how God is there and God, God loves you and you're supposed to feel God and you're supposed to get slain in the spirit when they touch you. And I just never felt that. And when I was in high school, I was going to a dead church, a church that didn't have any sort of spiritual anything. Meaning they, they just preached, but there was no um, power demonstration. Right. Or, or there were no miracles. There was no... 
anything like right. that. I right. I mean, you would just go to church, sit there for two hours, and I mean, there was a set time. You looked at the clock, 10.35, okay, well, it's time to go, you know, <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> and you were waiting for that time. Right. I mean, yeah. you'd keep looking at the clock like, when is this going to get over? But Yeah. And so finally I left because I was like, why do I have to go, you know? And I just didn't feel any sort of connection with me. And so you were actually really kind of born Christian. Yeah. I mean, so was there, was there a point in your life where you felt you really made a decision on your own um, to follow Jesus? or? Um, well, actually, my mom had the International Miracle Institute tapes from 1995 when you guys went up to Bangor. Maine? Yes. Yeah, Maine. wow. And... Um, she had never took them out of the plastic. She had them in a box, you know, wrapped up. Not and, a good idea. Right. <laughs> and so you she, don't get it because you buy the, you right. know, or you, or you, or you, to, you to collect it. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so she took it out and she started listening to him in the car, and she made me listen to him. And I, I was like, I don't want anything to do with this, you know. Yeah. I don't like church. I don't want to be in church. And so after a couple of weeks, I started listening to him, and she decided, well, I'm going to go down to Pensacola, Florida, and go to uh, a week-long meeting that you guys had. Yeah. And You she, went with her. Yes. She dragged me down here, and I hated it. I mean, I didn't hate coming here. I hated the fact that I had to go to Florida. When I, once I got down here, I walked in, and I just felt like something come down. It wasn't, it was weird to me. I didn't, because I had never felt it before. Yeah. And once it hit me, I was just like, Wow, this is kind of cool, you know? Now, was that during praise and worship? Because no, it was actually right when I walked in the door. You're kidding! No. I mean, you had it just, just walking in the door. Yeah. I, it wasn't during service. It was like an hour before service, and I just walked in, and I was like, wow, you know, something's different. And um, people were introducing me to others, and I was kind of like, okay, great. I'm meeting new people. I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of person to just go up and talk to people. Yeah. I sort of, I keep to myself. I yeah. have my entire life. Yeah. And so when people introduced me, I was just like, hi, nice to meet you. You know, I didn't really want <laughs> to talk to anyone. I just wanted to get in service, sit down and cross my arms. And so what happened? I mean, you sensed something when you came through the door, but what actually grabbed you? Well, because, you know, you're grabbed now. <laughs> yes. Um, when I was sitting in praise and worship, I'm not the kind of person to get up and sing. I sit down with my hands crossed. Sometimes I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there, and I just closed my eyes and then started crying. I could not hold back the tears. And I just started, you know, not screaming, but yelling at the top of my lungs just in song with the music, you know, <laughs> because I just... Which you can do because the music was so loud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and no one can hear you. But, and once I did that, I was just like, you know, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, I have to come here because there's something different that I have not found my entire life. I mean, drugs didn't do it. Drinking didn't do it. When I drank, I'd hover over the toilet throwing up and it's just like this isn't it. This is not for me. And so once I got down here, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to IMI. I don't care if you move here. I'm moving here. And she was like, what made up your mind? I said, I don't know, but I have to be here because God, I finally found out God is real. And I'm really glad that I made the choice to come here because I don't know what I'd be doing now if I was still up in Maine drinking and drugging on the streets. You know, I'd probably be off a pot and on something else and it's just it's not it's not even worth it to me I mean I did it just because I didn't know what that polling was 
And also, I mean, the second I did, I was the coolest kid in school. I mean, once I took that first drink, everyone wanted to be my friend, you know? And I, I, didn't, I hated it. I'm like, why can you hate me and then like me all of a sudden when I start doing something that, you know? You think it's cool? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Miracles Today with my very, very special and absolutely adorable sweet guest, Brian. <laughs> so, Brian, I, I, I would just like you to share from your heart. You're 18 years old. Mm -hmm. um, International Miracle Institute has had a, a, a profound effect on your life, and it's still having an effect on your life. But share with, you know, maybe there are kids out there or young people out there that had the same kind of situation you did, born to Christian home, but are kind of tired of church? Well, when I was a kid, I was in church all the time. You know, I never, I never had real teaching, but I was always in church. I was always somewhere where there was Christian people, and I had a pull on my life that I, I knew was something, but I didn't know what. And I searched and searched. I went through everything. I started alcohol my high school years and drugs and that wasn't it. You know, like I said earlier, I sat there over the toilet and I was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, this is crazy. It's not even fun to me. I just did it because it was cool. And I thought that was where the calling was, the pull in my spirit. But once I listened to IMI, the International Miracle Institute, at first, I didn't like it. At first, I was like, I don't want any part of this because I had grown up Christian and I had heard basically the same thing, but there was no power. And this church, this International American Institute has power. And it's awesome power. It's nothing like I've ever seen before. And if you feel like there's a pull on your life and you don't know what it is, don't search. Don't search everywhere. Try God. God is the answer and He always is. He always is, always was. And I know that he has made me whole. And I mean, there's nothing that I can do in my life now that isn't for God. This Holy Spirit is my life. Well, you know, um, sweetheart, I know that you are called and or Maybe that's, I don't know if that's the right word, it, it, to go into acting. Well, I've always loved acting. Yeah. Ever since I've been a little kid. I mean, I used to watch Free Willy, and I, I swear I worn out the tape because I loved, <laughs> and I used to watch it, and I'd pretend like I was in the movie. Yeah. And I'd be yeah. one of the actors. I'd create yeah. my own actor. And once I hit high school, I did drama and theater, and I love to direct. I love to act. And yeah. But I don't know, you know, now since I've been here, I don't know if that's where I need to go. But I think, I think that it's going to be a part of my well, life. Well, do you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. It's, right. a, it's a total, if God calls you to that and you want to be the most fabulous actor in the entire world, then you will be that, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> if he changes his mind, or you're, well, God won't change his mind. <laughs> if you change your mind, that's okay too, because you're 18. You don't have I to decide have... your whole future right now, right? Right. Listen, we're going to go and we're going to join um, our favorite teacher, actually, my favorite teacher and yours now, I guess, um, Doc, Dr. Krishnar Fush, God's prophet of performance. 
Robon rev vagde semingret of ravusto opposte le vine mane genime me mende vlisht presge si vrande brogotele mamande kienemo maschie nasten prasite segale membre vende bagde there will be comfort in the hearts of my people that is greater than it's ever been known before the comfort of the comforter and the peace of the Prince of Peace will reside and abide in their going out and in their coming in. Those that have united together with the power of a vision and the authority of a divine promise. Those who have become of one mind to rise up and be a militant spiritual generation will not be on the wrong side of the track. Neither will they be the mediocre or the minority any longer. But the power that I've invested in you is coming into its fullness and its full fruition. And I will place a demand upon that deposit and it will rise up in the form of healing and health and contentment and joy and satisfaction and vision and divine ideas and direction. And my people will know and understand and they will grow and flow and they will do the impossible and they will see the invisible and the earth will hear the sound of the tramplings of their feet as they bring the gospel of glad tidings with no guilt and condemnation. But they will be peacemakers declaring with authority the breaking of the bondage and with joy the liberty of the captive. And I'll bring them out of the prison cells and the sick houses and the outcasts will become the called out and they'll come and congregate and come and celebrate and come and participate and come and partake and be a mighty army that I've raised up that is able to exercise my authority and see my dominion. I brought you to this place in this particular hour that I may impart unto you and ignite in you the flame of Almighty God that you will see in your sleeping hours and understand in your waking moments that my arm is not short and my ear is not deaf. I'm Almighty God. There is none else beside me. The only wise God, the one that dwelleth in the light, that has him mortality dwelling there and I will lead you and take you by the hand and you will be the head and not the tail you will go over and not under you will have success and not defeat victory and triumph breakthrough and acceleration joy and miracles freedom and satisfaction contentment and restoration vindication and justice and you will see and you will understand and you will comprehend and I will be in the commanding seat says the Spirit of God leading you and guiding you this is your hour expect even in this day and in this hour more than you've ever seen and known even in the form of divine ideas be not afraid to step out and be militantly aggressive and spiritually authoritative for I am with you I will not leave you I will not be I will not be absent I will not be inactive but I will be a performer and ever present help in the time of your need prepare yourself for a supernatural vindication from Almighty God, I will overtake you with the mercy of heaven. I will overtake you with the goodness of God. I will blow upon you with the wind of God.
God and the blessings of God will come to abide and reside and preside and there will be a song that breaks the yoke and a shout that brings down the wall and a command that brings a manifestation. Your enemies will bow. Your enemies will flee. Your infirmities will go. Your maladies will be no more. Your memories. Hey! This is your hour. This is the hour of my power. And the people will look. And the adversity will fear. And those who do not understand will wonder. And they'll question. And you'll have opportunity to share and declare. For I brought you to this place. This place of spiritual connection. That I may flood your life. With what I have endeavored to bring a corporate people to. For 2,000 years. This is my time. Says the Spirit of the Lord. No man will stay my hand. No force will stop me from making this planet the platform of my spreading revival. For I will use the child, and I will use the aged, I will use the frail, and I will use the strong, I will use the educated, I will use the illiterate, I will use the bound by setting them free and making deliverers out of them. I will use the male and the female. I will use every nation, kindred, and tongue. I have extended a powerful invitation for whosoever will to enter in to the dimension of acceleration. And they're coming in from every walk of life. Know this, says the Spirit of God, that it will not be long where the name of the Lord will be praised in the north and the south and the east and the west for miracles the likes of which have never taken place on earth before will come about through this generation of mighty warriors that I'm raising up to invade the end time with fearlessness in the name that is above every name. This is your day and your hour, your day to build, your day to see, your day to decree, your day to flow, your day to grow, your day to know. I'm here with Dr. Garfouge. Hi, Christian. <laughs> that was a, a really great word on today's show. And I was also um, thinking back on that young man's testimony, Brian, at the beginning of the program. And, you know, many, many, many times when we've been, you know, preaching four to 500 services a year uh, at home at the World Center and out in Crusade, yes. I've heard many pastors talk to you about the fact that you're like a Pied Piper for young people. And um, I wanted you to t talk to me a, bit, a little bit about that, about throwing that mantle on those that are called to be one of the 400,000. Well, you know, um, the Lord um, in his earthly ministry was a very magnetic minister, uh, yes. meaning that uh, the people that were searching, that were waiting for this... Uh, prophetic fulfillment of power and 
and they were wanting to see the fulfillment of what the prophets spoke about. They were recognizing the signs of the time mm -hmm. and the day that they were living in. People gravitated towards the Lord because He had the answers. Today is no different in the sense that we are living in a prophetic hour of destiny. We are living in the last of the last days, the time when the greatest harvest of souls and the most powerful revival in the history of man is taking place. Not a revival that will represent a period that will end, but one that will continue to increase and, uh, and uh, grow. And so people who are dissatisfied or maybe have, um, have come so far um, in God or maybe have been exposed for the first time or for one of the very few times in their lives to the power of God, uh, gravitate towards the ministry of power. They gravitate towards the teaching of the Word of God because they're seeking the simplicity that will help them to be everything that they can be. And they know that it's only going to come by revelation from the Word of God. I believe that's part of the uh, magnetism, if you will, of the anointing. It's kind of like a generation passing on an impartation to another generation. Elijah demonstrated the same principle with Elisha when he threw his mantle on him. Well, you know there's nothing in that natural coat that would cause Elisha to leave uh, home, leave his familiar territory and follow a mentor and learn from him how to operate and, 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 and watch him move in the power of the anointing until the day when he would uh, ask for a double portion. It was not the natural coat, but it was the Spirit of God that bore witness with the heart of Elisha that Elijah had both the relationship with God and the revelation of how to walk with God, uh, which he so desired. And this is what happens today in our crusades and what happens also in, at the World Center or the International Miracle Institute. People discover that... Uh, uh, the, the salvation experience is the beginning of a discovery. Uh, who am I? What am I called to do? Who is uh, uh, the Lord? Uh, how good is He? How faithful are His promises? How available is, is His power? How defeated is my enemy? What are my weapons? And so people begin to discover these things. And what's awesome is many people are able, right where they are, right where they live, regardless of the nation or the state they live in or the city, to acquire the International Miracle Institute course, be trained and be equipped by impartation, association, revelation, and then the transformation of the Word of God. And the great testimonies are those that are raised up within the context of their own churches. And you're able to become a help and aid to the ministry that you're now serving in. Many of uh, my International Miracle Institute students are uh, either senior pastors or assistant pastors or uh, lay pastors or elders or helps ministries or um, technicians or uh, businessmen or entrepreneurs. So really this is a strengthening for the also the framework and the function of the local church. And it's the anointing that draws the people. 
Well, Jesus said, go into all the world. Yes. And make disciples. Yes. He didn't say just make believers. He no. said, make disciples. So that's the mandate that God has given you and I. And right now we have tens of thousands of people who are on the International Miracle Institute yes. Correspondence Home Study Program, not including the underground churches, which we're not even counting the multiplied uh, hundreds of thousands that are on the, the, the Bible school course. So you're listening to me right now and you're saying, you know, why do I need Bible school? Well, the bottom line is you need Bible school for your life. It will help you in every area of your life. It'll help you if you're a single person. It'll help you in your marriage. It'll help you to raise your children correctly. It'll help That's you in right. your business. So you need to go to the phone right now. You're not just a believer. You're a disciple. And God wants you to do His work yes, on does. this planet while you're here and you've still got time. So go to the phone right now. Pick it up and say, I am one of the 400,000 miracle workers that Dr. Christian and Dr. Robin Harfouche have been called to raise up. And join us again next time for more happy endings and more new beginnings.